Those who think they can and those who think they cannot are both usually right. Hello and welcome back to the Ultimate Training Podcast. I am your host, Josh J-Dub Wilson. And today we're going to be going over a couple studies that kind of prove this quote to be correct in a sort of roundabout way. Uh, so we're going to jump right into it. The first study that we're going over is the placebo and nocebo effect on sports performance, a systematic review by Hearst et al. And this came out in 2019. So this study, well, this systematic review was done to determine the effects of placebo and nocebo effects on exercise performance. So placebo effects are when you are given something and told that it's going to have a beneficial effect and a nocebo is the opposite when you're giving something and you are told that it's going to have a detrimental or negative effect on whatever they're testing for. Uh, this systematic review looked over 32 studies and it had a total of 1,513 total participants and they tested for both placebo and nocebos um, with it looks like five of them being nocebo and the rest being placebos. What they found is that both placebo and nocebos had a slight to moderate effect and that effect depended on your expectation of what they were telling you that it could do. For example, the effect size of amino acid and caffeine placebos was 0.36 and 0.34 for each one of those. And for placebos of anabolic steroids, it was a 1.44. So it matters what they are telling you it does to a pretty decent degree. So your expectation is important when it comes to the placebo and nocebo effect. On that note, the actual effect of caffeine, which has been proven to work, uh, is about the same as the placebo range. So there's kind of a combination of whether, like how much caffeine is actually doing as compared to the expectancy of the person who is taking caffeine. Uh, the review also found that when using preconditioning that they were able to get an effect size of over twice as much than just placebo alone. So preconditioning is the example that I'm going to use is for weightlifting. If you give someone a placebo pill and have them see how many times they can lift 100 kilograms in the bench press, you record those numbers, you have them come in 48 hours later and you give them the same placebo pill, but this time you put on 90 kilograms and continue to tell them that it's 100 kilograms and make it all look the same. Then they're able to do more and they believe that it was due to the continued uh, effect of the placebo pill. Then for the third time, you have them come back in, give them the same placebo pill again. This time it's actually 100 kilograms. They're going to remember back to when they were lifting 90, but it was actually 100 in their mind, and they'll get close to, if not the same amounts on that third time than they did 
the second time with the lighter weight, all because of the uh, conditioning or preconditioning effect with the placebo pill. So that is pretty interesting that you can combine two different tactics in this and get a larger effect size than just one alone. They also found that uh, overt placebos, which are placebos where you tell them that the pill isn't gonna do anything, uh, that they had no effect uh, compared to the control group. So this shows that it wasn't just the act of taking the pill, but it was the taking the pill that you thought was going to benefit you or hinder you in a way, which shows that it's the combination of receiving a stimulus along with the intended effect of it that creates the positive or negative outcomes of a placebo or nocebo. And that covers our first study. The second one that we're going to go over is the expectancy effect of strength training. Do steroids make a difference? And that's by Meganaris, Collins, and Sharp. And this is probably going to be one of, if not the oldest, uh, review that I do. This one was back in 1999. And this is a really interesting study where they took 11 trained power lifters. So these are not beginners. These are people that are like competing at the highest level. And they used the study to switch, split them into two groups where the first group was told they were going to have anabolic steroids and then they were gonna test their one rep maxes and bench press, deadlift, and squats, so their competition lifts. The other group was also told they were gonna be on steroids, tested the same lifts. The difference between the groups come in the second test. So in the second test where they test all three lifts again, the second group was told before the lift that they were given a placebo the first time and that they were gonna be given another placebo. The really cool part here is all the lifters in group one and two, after being told they were given steroids, their lifts went up anywhere from, looks like seven and a half to 12 and a half kilograms. So for anybody who's been lifting a long time, you know, that if you're a trained lifter, getting your weights up by that much is going to take months or years. So the fact that they were able to do that over two weeks is crazy, but that kind of shows you that the belief really paid uh, dividends to them. Then the second test, they when group two was told that they were given placebos both times. So they knew that the new lifts that they hit those weights on, they knew that was just them, no added effect. But their second attempt, most of them only lifted two and a half kilograms more with some people reverting all the way back and one person even going below their uh, old personal best. So once they've been told that that was all them, 
Now they no longer think that they're on steroids because they never were at any point and their numbers revert back. So nothing has actually changed in this other than their expectancy of the lift. So I, I find that super cool about how much the mind plays a role in your performance. And yeah, it gives us a good insight to what we can focus on for training. So to kind of quickly summarize before we get into how you can use this research in your own training. So we know that the placebo and nocebo effect both are small but meaningful effects. Uh, they also change their intensity based on your expectations. So the larger expectancy to change, the larger effect both of them will have. And then it also shows that if the belief goes away, as in our second study, then that has the ability to revert back to where you were before you thought you were taking the uh, substance. So how do we use this for our own training? I don't think any of us are gonna go out and have one of our friends pretend to give us steroids or any other kind of placebos. The way I see this working is more of how we practice our mental attitudes and performing other non-substance-based uh, interactions. So the first one that comes to mind is self-talk. So positive self-talk is another one that has shown uh, benefits to as opposed to no self-talk or negative self-talk. And I think this is a big influence to how these placebo and nocebo effects actually work. So self-talk is all about just the belief and uh, reaffirming that you're able to do the action or lift that you are attempting to do. And this builds the confidence in it and therefore makes it more likely to happen. So that is a huge thing that everybody can work on in both their sports and uh, lifting routines is working on your positive self-talk, building your confidence and your abilities. As that builds, then you have the ability to continue to uh, improve on the skills, which will reaffirm that you are capable of accomplishing what you set out for. Uh, another thing that helps is keeping a workout log so this is important because if you don't have your workouts and weights and reps logged, then there's a decent chance that you're going to forget what weights you did last time. And that can lead to the confusion of how much you did and cause you to lift a lighter weight that than you did last time. And it feels heavy because you just either didn't have a good night's sleep, you didn't have the same nutrition, and then that is what in your mind is now the weight for that lift. Whereas opposed to if you kept a dedicated workout log, you would know your exact numbers from your last one and you would know what you're capable of as soon as you get to the station for your exercises. And that really uh, 
takes a little bit of that mental gymnastics that you would have to do if you didn't log your workouts. And then the last thing is just overall having a positive mindset. So self-talk and logging are great and they will help, but this series of studies kind of shows that there's really no benefit of having a negative mindset. Like while sometimes it might be true that you're not able to do something, there's no benefit for you thinking that before you've tried it. So stay optimistic, stay positive, and you'll get better results than if you're negative and down on yourself. So keep your head up, uh, keep your optimistic mindsets, log your workouts, and practice your positive self-talk. And it will overall help your gains in the gym and your performance on the field. That's going to wrap us up for this episode. So thanks for listening. Uh, if you have anything that you want me to do an episode on, send me a message at uh, my Instagram at ultimate Thanks for listening and I will catch you in the next one.